Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Saturday, 30 July, Year of Lord 2022. It's 100 in a wake up till November 8th. Uh, and in the interim, we have a massive uh, multi-primary uh, event on Tuesday. The most, all of them are very important. The most important is Arizona. Uh, as, uh, as the Guardian newspaper says, democracy runs through there and the fate of the nation hangs in the balance. I don't say that um, lightly. I think they're correct in that. Let's bring in Carrie Lake. She's running the Republican uh, primary for governor. Carrie, there is an onslaught of ads paid for by fat cats donors to basically eviscerate you in the last 72 hours leading up to the uh for tuesday's vote number one why is that happening and number two what is carrie lake going to do about it well they're afraid of us steve they thought that when they stole that election in 2020 they made donald trump the america first movement and all the patriots go away that we would just crawl off and and uh never return, but we're emboldened. We're not going to fight. We're not going to back down and we're going to fight. And here comes a candidate who's of the people. I was uh, recruited by the people of Arizona. I understand politics because I've covered politics for 27 years as a journalist. I understand Arizona and I can communicate and they're afraid of me because I love president Trump's policies and we will be bringing those back to Arizona. And they're also worried about my plans to restore faith in our elections and um, make it impossible to cheat anymore. And they're also concerned that we're going to secure our border. So their whole racket is going to fall down. And that's why they're afraid of us. What am I going to do about it? Well, we have a movement and people are going to go out and vote and they're going to vote for me. And they're not believing the ads because they've had me in their home as a journalist for 27 years as the leading news anchor here in Arizona. And so they know the real me and they're not buying the garbage that they're putting on these ads. They're literally pouring uh, tens of millions of dollars down the toilet with these ads that people are not believing anymore. I can understand Katie Hobbs coming after Carrie Lake. I got that. That's it's a, we have a, you know, we have that system. Um, and that's the way it rolls throughout the country. I fully, I don't support Katie Hobbs or her policies, but I understand that. What I'm lost on, and I think we're looking to you for some clarification, is why do people like the McCain apparatus and the Ducey apparatus and Pence now globbing onto this? What is there? And it's not about, because look at the ads. It's not about, I don't see any coming forward. And I've watched the debates. I haven't seen any coming forward with any alternatives on policy, anything, that, or at least they won't come forward with that. They have taken the playbook of 
the the hardest core of the Democratic Soros left, which is the politics of personal destruction. They're out to destroy Donald Trump personally, and they're trying to destroy you personally. Why why is that? Why is the Republican establishment in Arizona so virulently anti-Trump and therefore anti-MAGA and therefore they're anti-anybody that steps up and runs as a MAGA Trump endorsed candidate ma'am? Well, I mean, it just shows you how dangerous the rhino, the rhino class of the Republican Party is. I believe they're, they're in cahoots basically with the Soros types on the left. And, and this is why they stabbed President Trump in the back on the 4th of November. And we remember that. And we're trying to move that part. This is the Cindy McCain branch of the uh, Republican Party. They're not Republicans. They're globalists. And they want, uh, I think they want an end to America. They want a globalist agenda, a new world order, whatever you want to call it. And we want America. We want our constitution and we want our constitutional rights intact. And, and that's what they're afraid of. I think actually the rhino side of the party is more petrified of me than the left. I really do. And this is there's, their last gasp. No this is their last gasp. There's it's no the McCain machine. As I said before, reaching up, trying to hold on to what they had. And what they had is just slipping through their fingers and they're watching it slide away. So this is the, literally their last stand. For the next couple of days, how do people, where do people go to follow where you're going to be, if they want to come and meet you, if they want to hear you speak, if they want to volunteer to work a phone bank, if they want to walk precincts, where, where do people go? Wow. You can contact, go to our website, carrylake.com and, uh, and sign up for the emails, but also sign up for what you want to do. If you want to walk doors, if you want to make phone calls, and if you don't get involved with our campaign directly, you can just go door to door in your neighborhood. You don't even have to have a a direct involvement, although we'd love to have you, but just go door to door in your neighborhood. Talk to your neighbors about what this rhino opponent I'm up again is all about. She has a very liberal record. She voted pro-abortion. She voted for gun control. Uh, she voted to raise tuition and fees 70 plus times while she was on the governing board for our universities. Um, she's anti-American in her statements. She, at one point during BLM, when all of our cities were on fire, said, we have a country that none of us are all that proud of, a history that none of us are all that proud of. It's, uh, it's, it would be dangerous to have her in office. She has an open borders plan for our southern border. And she's run, truly run, by the McCain consultants in this state. And I don't think you have to look any further, Steve, than to see who endorsed her recently, Governor Doug Ducey and Mike Pence and Chris Christie. The swampiest of the swamp have endorsed her. Uh, there's an event on Tucson, in Tucson, I think, tomorrow and then in uh, in Phoenix on Monday. Can you give people uh, an idea oh, yeah. of where they go, where they go to get tickets? Thank you for uh, asking that. Um, you can go to our website once again and go to events, and we're going to have everything posted up there on uh, Saturday. No, uh, Sunday, tomorrow. <laughs> it's all big one big day, by the way, when you're campaigning. <laughs> tomorrow, we're going to have Cash, the great Cash Patel and Rick Grinnell joining us in Tucson. On Monday, we have a big event, uh, kind of a get out the vote excitement to kind of raise the excitement level ahead of Tuesday's election day. But you can vote right now. Early voting is underway. So you can go out and vote right now at one of the early voting centers in Arizona and go to our website, carrylake.com. You can see where uh, all of our events are going to be held and you can sign up. And we're going to have a big event on election night for everybody who's helped with this campaign. And uh, I think there's information there as well. 
Well, I think Pasovic will be out there. Ben Burkholm, we're going to have a real showing out there on uh, Tuesday. So, uh, Kerry, uh, fight on, run through the tape, and we look forward to uh, tracking you all weekend on Getter and also seeing you on Monday. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much. I want to go back to Fincham. Um, you know, for the audience on this journey that you've taken, right, or we've gone together on this on this show, all the way from the impeachment, the first impeachment when we started the show, with the John Frederick Radio Network and on a, a little Facebook uh, accounts that we had from uh, from CORE. Uh, we started, I think, on one, two radio stations, three radio stations in Virginia and um, on our Facebook for the first day. And I think Real America's Voice picks us up in a couple of weeks, the guys at Real America's Voice, who we worked with and done a lot of stuff down at the wall, a lot of uh, live streaming, the terrific team there, Harry and the team. Um, if you look at this journey, particularly in the run-up to, you know, they're, they're playing these tapes now, these bandits, you've got these audios. That, as you remember, I think I did 50. It seems like it was Raheem and myself. I think Bill McGinley helped us with it, but 50, go around the, the country before the, um, starting, I think, in July and August of 2020, when Mark Elias published the Transition Integrity Project, and Raheem Kassam did such an amazing job over at National Pulse in deconstructing that, and show you how they were they were up in your face on how they were going to steal this election with mail-in ballots. <clears throat> and I had seen this problem they had had in June of 2020 in because I used to live in New York. And I saw in Manhattan and Brooklyn where I think it was in Brooklyn, 33%. This is a Democratic primary. 33% of the ballots were thrown out. They had a huge fights in, in New York in these in Democratic primaries about mail-in ballots. And I said, man, this is a fiasco. And they've planned this. They know this is coming. And so all those talks I gave, all these secret things, I gave 50 talks. I think we've got them. Anybody wants to see them, you can see them. I think we put them up on, on, on the site. The journey in this for this audience is that from that night, we did it live. We had Richard Barris, had Bill McGinley. We were sitting up there freezing up on the top of that beautiful building overlooking the Capitol. I think it's the most beautiful shot in Washington. That's where we did it. There was Chinese TV. We had Miles Grow and the G News guys there. We had John Frederick's radio. had their huge setup. And, you know, I've said from day one, President Trump should have stopped at 10 o'clock at night. Didn't have, it's not a legal authority to do it, but say, hey, I won, you know, because I'm ahead in all these. And now you're going to count all these phony mail-in ballots that, that are not signature verified and all crap in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania, as we know. But the next day... Something happened that night in Arizona. Fox News, and if you look at Kushner's book, he says Murdoch told him, oh, no, this is hundreds of thousands. This thing's over. We got the numbers mathematically. But that was a lie. It's just a lie. Donald J. Trump won Arizona. There's no doubt about it. We said it that night. We said the next day starting on the 4th. And for people on this show, and particularly a lot of the audience, we started to increase the audience a lot, and people came to it. I don't back off one inch. Joe Biden's illegitimate, no doubt in my mind. Hey, I'm an honors graduate of Harvard Business School, okay? A first and a second year honors. I worked at Goldman Sachs in the M&A department, the elite of the elite on Wall Street at the time. I can do mathematics and I know I've got a very good sense whether it's the pandemic, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's populism, nationalism, whether it's Trump back in 15 taking on Fox. I got a pretty good sense when I drill down on something, I can see what reality is. Donald J. Trump won the election in 3 November, okay? No doubt about it. And starting, I got the J6 guys and all you guys, Ari Melba, you're all dancing around and running around. Hey, you're going to get a real set of hearings starting in January. 
those hearings are not just going to be about what really happened on J6 in the FBI's involvement, the 14,000, all that. Yeah, all that's going to come out. So preserve your documents. But most important, we're going to adjudicate on national TV in hearings exactly how this thing was stolen. And President Trump's going on offense. Please, I told you to get a cup of coffee in this weekend. So now you get your homework assignment. Get that. I think it's 250 patrons. The document that he, the demand letter that he sent to CNN, and they came back yesterday and said, hey, we read your demand letter. How about this? Suck on this. We're not changing opinion. Fine. That's the American system. I got that. But read that document. And look at the links and go back to the Navarro report. Read that document. Let me repeat. Joe Biden is illegitimate. I don't care if MSNBC doesn't like that or media doesn't like that or Merrick Garland doesn't like that or Joe Biden doesn't like it. I could care less. This is not about Donald Trump. This is a much bigger issue than just Donald Trump. This is about a republic that was bequeathed to us. And we're either going to stand in the breach and say, not on our watch. It's not going to happen. It'd be so easy to roll over and say, like all these other guys, everybody that rolled over, they understood exactly what they're doing. This was too hard. This was too hard. Okay. We're here to do hard things. If it, it, the American history is made by people who will do the hard things and be unrelenting. This whole thing of bringing the country together do you think the revolutionary generation, hey, they had about a third of the people max on their side. Remember that. Two-thirds of the country were either against them as Tories or indifferent. Hey, I don't stay out of politics. I'll see how this thing plays out. I'll back the winner. Same thing in the Civil War. World War II, the Great Depression. Hey, this country is our Andrew Jackson, the populist movement. This has always been about people committing 100% and sitting there going, hey, how about this? Suck on that. I'm not giving up one inch, and we're not giving up one inch. And you see the fighters out there. And by the way, here's the tell. Look at the money that is arrayed against them in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Nevada, in Georgia, in Arizona. Just look where the cash comes from. Look for the thing. And I'm going to tell people, if you're flipped by a TV commercial, God help us. You should cut the TV off. If you're swayed by a TV commercial, God help you. Okay. You have to see what you see. We're in a fight for this republic. And it ain't, hey, it's a long way from being decided, trust me. We're ascendant. We're fighting every day, and I'm feeling good about it. But hey, we are a long way. When I say a long way, I mean decades away from this thing being decided. I hate to tell you, ain't no one election going to do it. We're decades away. But you need to fight and stand the breach every day. Mark Fincham joins us from Phoenix next. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, mypillow.com promo code War Room. He got canceled at uh, Walmart, but not in the War Room. Go to mypillow.com promo code War Room. You get all the sales, pillows, you know, hey. It gets pulled out of Walmart. Walmart's earnings drop. Stock gets hammered. Just saying. No conspiracies, but no coincidences. Um, you can get that pillow, though, on the War Room, a site of MyPillow. MyPillow.com. Go to our square. War Room. $19.80. Sheets, 39 bucks. The sales are unbelievable. Buy one, get one free. Do it today. Also, Eric Prince, his obsession. He's building a phone that's going to have complete security, but right now he's got an app. Go to 
unplugged.com slash warm. Go check it out. It's an app. You download the app. All your other apps can't be monetized, can't be tracked. Plus, he's got an encryption key. It's all a little bit above my head because I'm not really a technology guy in that department. I know what I know and I know what I don't know, but go there, check it out. All the information there, you make your decision. Unplugged.com slash war room. Okay, Mark Fincham, uh, you're running through the tape. Every, all eyes of the world and politics are on Arizona on Tuesday. MSNBC is nonstop of you guys. And they're saying lovely things about Mark Fincham. They're just so excited about him being Secretary of State. How do people find out about your campaign, your stops, how to help you, uh, and where are you going to be on Tuesday? We'll have you back on Monday, but over the next 24, 48 hours, how do people get to you, Fincham? Well, the best way to get to me is uh, at votefincham.com. That's V-O-T-E-F-I-N-C-H-E-M.com. Um, they can click on the contact tab, put their name, phone number, email address, and just in the field uh, for comments, type in volunteer. That comes directly to me, and I'll reach out to anybody that wants to give me a hand, especially folks here in Arizona. Um, moreover, I think the thing that people can help me most with right now is Votify Now. This is the evidence collection app that we will have to have for our war room on Tuesday. We, we, need, to, we need to be able to show especially fictitious ballots that arrive at people's homes. Now, I've heard a number of people have told me, well, I already shredded it or I mailed it back. No, we've got to have the identifier on that envelope so that we can catalog this evidence and we have a cause of action. That's critically important. And just one word about Carrie. There's a reason that she is so popular. She's an outsider, but she's knowledgeable. Because she has covered politics for so long, from the, from the outside looking in, she's able to spot things that the insiders wouldn't got, they would overlook either on purpose or because out of ignorance. So I'm really glad that um, I'm on, a, on a, a MAGA ticket with her because she's that outsider. She brings fresh perspective. Um, now, today, I urge people to go out and get a ticket for this event this evening at the Pollock Theater. It's going to be big. It's really important that people understand what we're facing. It is a massive number of fraudulent attacks and they're coming from various vectors. Okay. We're going to put it up on, uh, we're going to get together. So make sure people go to my getter account, warm getter account. We'll figure it out with the team afterwards. One last thing before you go, cause you're going to, you're the connective tissue to my next couple of segments. George Soros, Katie Hobbs, George Soros, you see it everywhere, his involvement. And I'm not even talking about the border and what he's doing with the NGOs down there, but, you would agree that George Soros and the money he spent for um, for secretaries of state when he thought through their program that led to the Jenna, Gr Jenna Griswolds into the Katie Hobbs, that he had thought this through and put real money to work. Is that correct in your opinion, uh, Brother Fincham? That's that's absolutely correct. And they've done it through a, a number of, of pathways. Arabella is one of them. Um, what they this this program's been running probably for at least a decade and a half, if not two decades. It's been methodical. It's been very carefully constructed to go to key states as they were flipping. They understood that having the senior elections official in every state, particularly swing states. But here's an example of this. Notice the states that Mike Pence is making an endorsement on governor candidates in. Hmm. Wisconsin, how many electoral college votes there? Arizona, how many electoral college votes there? What they're doing is they're trying to construct an electoral college coup 
by the people that they are placing into office. And I'm not saying getting elected. I'm talking about placing into office. So, ladies and gentlemen, you need to vet your candidates, understand where their money is coming from. You put a fine point on it earlier, Steve. This is not, and it's not just George Soros. It is the McCain camp. It is the camp of the elite. It's the, the establishment is trying to protect the status quo at all costs. They are willing, in fact, I've said it before, I think it's probably right. They want to defeat me because they're okay with having a Democrat in office. If if they'd rather have a Democrat there instead of me. Yeah. They're that committed to protecting the status quo. Protecting the system. This is why they're the controlled opposition. This is why nothing changes. This is why the country's in this crisis. This is why in Arizona you have an open border. The real estate and banking, financial and corporate elite in Arizona stand with. They may not like all the social things, but even that, I think I don't think they're that that bad with Democrats. They're they're center left. That and that's why they controlled opposition. Remember, they fear Fincham and Marchant and Coroma. That all these people whether it's Michigan or Nevada or Arizona, they fear these secretaries of state. Why, why would Republicans fear that? They fear it because all of a sudden you're going to get a real vote and a real count, and they don't want that. That's not the way the game's played. Fincham, uh, we look forward to seeing you today on this major event out there, and uh, fight on, and we'll have you back on on Monday, sir. All right. Thank you, Steve. Have a great day. Mark, Mark Fincham, a real fighter. Um, I want to go. I want to go first to Ben Harnwell, and I got Matthew Tierman, who's coming in from uh, uh, this youth event. Um, and, and then we got Joe Allen. So I got a lot to get through breaking news this morning. And you called this, maybe I called it, but I'm gonna give you the credit. You need credit. You need some more viewers over there at your, at your, at your, uh, at your, uh, site over getter, which over a hundred thousand is pretty impressive. You correct me if is the book is the daily mail now catching up with war room and saying Boris Johnson is in the running to be the head of NATO. Is, 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 is this a joke or is this serious? Oh, um, well, I think they might be dangling it in front of uh, Boris Johnson as a shoehorn to try and prize him out of 10 Downing Street um, so he can just transfer one, one responsibility to another. Uh, for me, Steve, the, the, the actual part of this article that really caught my eye wasn't so much the fact of, the, um, of this new bauble, um, the NATO bauble. Um, it's the fact that... They, the reason is, is because they have fear that he won't go, Steve. This is the, 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 the idea that they're, they're, they're dangling this little extra prize in front of him, almost like as it were to hypnotize him. It's because the fear is that he's, he's, he, he's not going to leave Downing Street. And how is it possible that he won't leave Downing Street? Well, this is something that the war room, I think, was the first and the only, basically, the only voice to say this um, about three weeks ago when, when uh, Boris Johnson resigned as leader of the Conservative Party. Without rehashing the old arguments, he resigned as leader of the Conservative Party. He has not resigned as prime minister. No, no, but um, hang on, but hang on, hang on, hang on. I want to make sure, Cape credit. you actually told me this off air. And I said, Ben, you sound like a wingnut. And you said it on air and you sounded like a wingnut. You were 100% correct. Ben Harnwell sat there at the when the big turmoil was happening. Everybody's saying he's this, he's going to do this. He resigned. Ben said well, he actually hasn't done anything, right? He just made a conservative party leadership, but he ain't going, and he ain't going easy. He's going to be thinking of every trick. Everything that's been reported on the sophisticated side in the British papers have been how this guy's plotting nonstop. He has no real intention of leaving. Am I? Am I not? They all have come to your side 
weeks afterwards. Essentially, that's it. And so you're saying now that Bobble is how head NATO that they're going to have to dig him out of 10 Downing Street. Is that is that is that where we are right now? Yeah, I think they need, they might need to get some JCBs in, um, tractors in to, to to haul him out to the front door frame. And when they do, when they do finally get him out of Downing Street, they're going to have his fingerprints molded into the door frame as he clung on for the last possible moment. Look, the constitutionally, he resigned as leader of the Conservative Party. He, they, the Tory Party, had the government had a vote of confidence two weeks ago. The government won that vote of confidence, and therefore there is absolutely no historical constitutional precedent um, that the Queen will ask for the Prime Minister's resignation, having won a vote of confidence um, in the House of Commons. So, and it says here, you know, this article is well worth reading, um, if, if not for, for, the, for, the, uh, for the deflections, um, because there's, there's one part here where they talk to Lord Crudas, who says that Boris Johnson really wishes, if there were a way that he could stay on, um, he, he wave a magic wand, then, then he would absolutely stay on as Prime Minister. If any, you know, Boris Johnson, you know what his fault is, Steve? He's not listening to the war room. If Boris, I, I didn't mean that to be facetious. If Boris Johnson listened to the war room, right, he would realise 100% that there is no constitutional obligation on him to resign. Anyway, so that's what, <laughs> that, that is. That is the, um, the, the, the backstory here to this Daily Mail article. In order to get him out of Downing Street, they're trying to dangle this little bauble of, 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 of the NATO oh, okay. Secretary General. And <clears> that, <throat> that, Steve, Steve, that, that in itself yeah. is interesting. Because why is the, the Secretary Generalship of NATO uh, becoming available? Well, it was Jens Stoltenberg who was supposed to resign last September and go to his next bauble appointment, which was um, governor of the Norwegian Central Bank. Now, I don't want to go all Austrian school on, on you, Steve, right? but it is interesting. It is interesting <laughs> that one of the principal factors of the production of war, which is that it's say, the Secretary General of NATO, is going to leave that job and go straight to the revolving door into that very institution which allows these, these forever wars to take place, which is the, the, the fiat money production mechanism yeah, powered yes. by uh, by central okay. banks i mean it's all there and it's not, it's not a conspiracy theory it's not a secret <laughs> no, it's, it's in your it's face <laughs> it's in your face what do you call them ben who are what overlords are they you got to give it to they them before you go to break who is they it are, they are our sociopathic <laughs> overlords steve i have harnwell just as the head of our bureau just to say that okay short break tierman went to a youth conference going come and jack us up and say hey this is so great of course he had to get in a throwdown with Ann Applebaum and her husband. That's what we're going to have next in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, make sure you go to MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Also go to Unplugged.com slash WARROOM. Check out the app right there. You can download it, but make sure you check it out. Get all your questions answered. I think you're going to find out that uh, Eric Prince is on to something here. Okay, I got Ben Harnwell. I got Joe Allen coming up. I want to go uh, to Matthew Tiermont. Matthew, you were going to report uh, for us on this uh, youth conference. We're not alone how, how the youth of Europe is now awakening 
to the populist nationalist cause. But in the interim, I see that you're, you're, you're in one of your throwdowns with Aunt Applebaum and her husband. I'll spend a couple minutes on that. Number one, if Denver can put it up, I think I got it to him. Aunt Applebaum absolutely hates my guts. And, you know, she writes in the Atlantic. She's always trash me. That's fine. I got no problem with that. People do that all the time. But she's written, and I tell people, if you want to understand Ukraine and what's going on in that whole situation, there's no better entry point than, I think it's called, is it Red Harvest? Uh, the, Red Famine. Red Famine. Uh, Red Famine, the book. It's, it's, a, it's a masterpiece. It is so chilling. Uh, you, you are so... And I know the history of the area pretty well, but even that coming to it, you're freaked out. For an audience that hasn't read anything about that part of the world, Bloodlands or any of these other accounts, the stuff from Robert Service, or you will be in shock on every page. So she is a great writer. Um, and she when she sticks to her lane, I think she's fantastic. On politics, not so much. Um, but well, why are you, Tiermont, why are you, we send you over there to report, you know, to get everybody all pumped up. We got CPAC coming up, we got these great conferences. And you're over there, and you're getting in trouble once again in a throwdown. Explain to us what's going on. Well, first, you know, I got to I got to set the setting here. I'm in Estergom, Hungary, about an hour north of Budapest. You can see the beautiful Estergom Cathedral behind my uh, behind my shoulder, thousand year old uh, original seat of Hungarian uh, uh, monarchy. Uh, Danube's right here on the north, and connects uh, or separates with Slovakia. And so MCC, Matthias uh, Corvinus Collegium. Uh, started this festival last year, MCC Fest, 10,000 people last year, Tucker Prager. This year, 30,000 people, concerts by night, all night long with the Hungarian youth. Panels, debates, discussion. Patrick Denin is here. He had the debate with Sikorsky, John O'Sullivan, Judy Barga, the Justice Minister. Interesting cross-section of people, mostly European, a few internationals from America. And uh, lo and behold, Radek Sikorsky uh, is, in, is invited and he shows up to a debate with uh, Patrick Deneen, the esteemed uh, intellectual from Notre Dame, has a new book out. Uh, and they discuss unipolarity in the world. Uh, now, I think a lot of your viewers know I have some history with Radek Sikorsky owing to my, uh, you know, my Polish lineage, my Polish citizenship and my involvement in Polish politics. And uh, he is, uh, you know, I've exposed some of their corruption. They're looting the Polish taxpayer. Uh, there's so much there. It's, I've been reporting on this for years. I wrote about it. For Breitbart for you uh, uh, on Ann Applebaum and her disinformation campaign against the Polish and Hungarian right that she tied into the Trump movement. Uh, and you're right. She is an excellent historian, a historiographer, red famine, gulag, uh, iron curtain, all really strong histories, well-researched, well-written and displayed. She even uh, mentions my father in uh, Iron Curtain about, you know, what life was like behind the Iron Curtain and his life in Poland. Uh, but as a uh, political commentator, she uses the Atlantic as a propagandist spin machine. And her husband, who I look at him as her butler, I mean, he like carries her bags. There's great photos of them fighting at the uh, Warsaw Airport a few years ago that I uh, that I shared. Uh, and he uh, he is a silent killer, like Nigel said, of uh, European nation state democracy. He sold Polish sovereignty to Berlin and Brussels. Brussels formally, but Berlin calls the shots, as we know, for cash and bags, for uh, dispensations to their uh, cronies in the corporate sector, pan-European wide, to come into Poland. And he weakened Poland. And you know what? The Poles saw it, the Poles saw it especially on the issue of migration and open borders. And they said enough is enough. They turfed out this uh, the, that Eurocentric PO government connected with uh, Sikorsky and Applebaum. And they put in strong nationalist, populist conservatives, of which he described in this debate with Deneen. There are no, he said, and I'm going to paraphrase quote, there are no conservatives in Poland 
just, uh, you know, some sort of like would be wishful utopianists. They're not really conservatives. Well, you know what? They are conservative. They're conservatives on culture. They're conservatives on governance, on sovereignty, uh, on something as simple as what is a man, what is a woman, uh, where the EU has uh, buried the lead on reality with these issues. Uh, so he comes into this and I uh, had some words with him. I did what we call in a old school journalism, a doorstop. I uh, followed him out with my video running and asked him some uh, some questions about some of the things that have percolated around his corruption, around Polish politics that he doesn't talk about honestly when he goes to the West. Uh, so I'll have that video up. I don't think the Orioles are too pleased with me, you know, Hungarian hospitality and all. But we're in a war, guys. We're in a war. Don't You know, these are not our friends. When you see the curtain pulled back on the political class, like, for instance, uh, Boehner and Biden during Obama's State of the Union in term two, and they were talking about their golf games until they realized it was a hot mic, and then they stood far apart. That is the political class. We are at war with them. We're not going to make nice with them for their baubles, as uh, Harnwell describes NATO and Boris Johnson. We're not making nice for access. We are trying to win a culture war and save Western civilization. That's why I'm in Hungary, and I don't really care if they're too annoyed with my uh, my door-stopping Roddick Sikorsky. Tiermon, how can people get you on Getter and Twitter uh, over the next 24 hours so we get you back here on Monday? Yeah, uh, at Matthew Tiermond, Tiermond, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-T-Y-R-M-A-N-D. I'll be uploading this video, whether, you know, the uh, hosts here like it or not. Again, we're in culture war. Uh, and, uh, you know, all over social media and the net and Bannon's war room, et cetera, et cetera. And the Atlantic. Ed Applebaum writes about me in the Atlantic a lot. Uh, yay. A lot and not very. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong. In Breitbart, you were accused. I was accused of having you, and that you were anti-Semitic, and you were Jewish. Didn't she accuse you of being anti-Semitic? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I hired an anti-Semitic writer. He's campaigning against Polish, Hungarian, and American. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, jokes. They uh, wrote a one-page editorial in uh, the page of the Washington to get to you, to get to me, to get to Breitbart, to get to Trump. Oh, I remember it. Well, we'll put it up on Monday. Talk about, I'll talk about it over the weekend. Tiermon, uh, stay strong. Don't let him bounce you out of the conference. It sounds great over in Hungary. Of course, we're yeah. having Victor Orban at CPAC. So you're not alone. Uh, real quickly, I got Joe Allen, but uh, I got to go. Uh, so, Ben, I know you got a lot to go through. We'll put it up on Getter over the weekend. But this article that was in the Washington Post and then uh, put up, uh, was it in Foreign Policy? Where else did I see it? Oh, Brookings Institute. Brookings. Course, Brookings right? You got to read, just read it, <laughs> read the lead in from the editor's response. And it says everything you need to hear. Just, just please read that for the, for our audience, sir. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, the, the, the key line here for me is the, um, the degree of respect for LGBTQ people has increasingly become a measure of democratic health in former Soviet states. If Russia were a place where pride parades were allowed, its quarrels with the United States and ours with it would possibly diminish. Um, and that, you know, that is an astonishing thing, I think, an astonishing thing. It's stu- to be hold, 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 hold. They said, they said the quiet part out loud. Exactly. On the page of the Washington Post. And then Brookings loved it so much they put it up there. Just repeat that about what the heart of this problem is. They, they said the <laughs> quiet part out loud and put it in print. Just, okay. It's so shocking. Okay. What did it say? So, so the headline is the, is the question, what does a pride parade have to do with NATO? More than you might think. The degree of respect for LGBTQ people has increasingly become a measure of democratic health in former Soviet states. If Russia were a place where pride parades were allowed, its quarrels with the United States and ours with it 
would possibly diminish. Okay, Ben, I know you got to bounce. How do people get you on Getter? We got a lot we didn't get to today. We'll try to get to it over the weekend on Getter combined, and then we'll be back here on Monday. Walk people through. How do they get to you, sir? Uh, well, Steve, if you just go to getter.com or if you've got the app, go just download the app. And it's not my Christian name. It's not my middle name. It's my surname, at Hanwell, the verified account. There I am. Go for it tomorrow, Sunday, because when I drop my uh, my Sunday reflection. Your Sunday reflection is amazing. I love it. Uh, but are you going to be doing any live streams over the weekend? Is there anything or you'll put up if you do or any live streams? As as, as and when the, the, the most important news drops, I'll be there doing a live stream about it. Ben Harnwell, international editor from Rome. I didn't even get a chance to talk about the Pope talking about resigning because I know we differ. Oh, that's, that. we'll that's a that, I tell you what, I tell you what, <laughs> I might do a live stream on that because that is worth an unpacking. Uh, that's really Could you do that? Could, could you do that, please? Okay, so Harnwell's going to get to the Pope saying, I'm really tired out and after he's been on an apology tour, you know, begging forgiveness for, I don't know, a week. He says he's tired. He's thinking about retiring. Of course, the news is all over it. Brother Harnwell does not quite agree with that. I think he'll go up live. We'll, I'll put it up on my site too when you do it, Ben, because I know you get strong opinions what, on that. In your in room. I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll do it at 6 p.m. Excuse me. Um, 6, uh, 6 p.m. my time. Noon. Um, noon. Is that noon? noon. Okay, so as soon as the show's over, stick around. Yeah. Go to Getter yeah. for the everybody on Getter. Yeah. Just go to Harnwell's. Everybody else is yeah. get on Getter and go to add Ben yeah. Har at Harnwell. Excuse yeah. me. Thank you, yeah. Ben. Thanks, Steve. God bless. Okay. Uh, so the most, some of the most important news this week we were barely able to get to. Joe Allen's been working uh, like a Trojan. Joe, get us up to speed on, on what's happened this week. All these shocking developments that are coming out every day on transhumanism. What's going on, sir? Well, Steve, the biggest news of the week was uh, Google's DeepMind and their their program AlphaFold. They announced that they have they've modeled and cataloged 200 million proteins. That's basically every protein on the planet. That includes the 20,000 genes in the human genome. The reason this is important is because it allows scientists to predict what sorts of mutations in the DNA will produce what sorts of proteins and what sorts of functions those proteins will have before going into an actual lab. So I've got a piece up right now. It's at the top of warroom.org. It's entitled Jab 2.0 for Humanity 2.0, Hurtling Down the AI to Vax Pipeline. And in it, I look at what's happening now at Google and what it means for us in society in relation to these developments. So I look at the ways in which companies like Moderna are basically using the same sorts of procedures to analyze mRNA so that they can create mutations that they believe will be used for vaccines. And right now they're working on 15 different mRNA vaccines, including the common flu, and also HIV, and they hope to roll them out as rapidly as possible. We're talking about in the next few years, all of them mRNA-based. And as many at Moderna have said, basically they see the mRNA molecule as the software for life. Uh, their chief medical officer calls their projects hacking the software of life. 
And so this article looks at not only the practical implications of being able to analyze DNA and proteins and turn them into vaccines, but also that mentality behind Moderna, Microsoft, and Google, which sees a sort of AI-human symbiosis, a sort of bio-digital convergence, or as we call it on the war room, transhumanism. Um, this is uh, a shocking development. Well, we've told you there are experiments going on, and there's experiments going on, whether government funded through DARPA with your tax money or your pension funds in these in the biotechnology companies, etc. Now you're seeing actually the convergence of this up front in sort of business combinations and, and business joint ventures and things are working. Okay, short break. We're going to get back to Joe Allen. Probably the most important stuff we cover, but because of the onslaught of so much signal in the uh, in the present world. We're oftentimes not able to give it the uh, the benefit. We've also got Joe Allen working on a big project that he's laboring away on every day. Short commercial break. Joe Allen, our editor for all things transhumanism and the singularity, next in the war room. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CC. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. The countdown to the midterms begins at CPAC, Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC, Texas. Fire Pelosi. Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising. If we can reliably predict protein structures using AI, that could change the way we understand the natural world. Rather than having to do painstaking experiments, in the future biologists might be able to instead rely on AI methods to directly predict structures quickly and efficiently. Biology has completely changed in the last 20 years. And the big change has been that we can generate massive amounts of data. And databases are a little bit like plants. They need pruning, they need regenerating, they need fertilizing in some way. When we launched AlphaFoodDB last July, it was 365,000 protein predictions, and then it grew to about 1 million, and now it's two orders of magnitude more. Having all these millions of structures will change the face of biology again. The last technological revolution, the software revolution, was defined by our ability to encode ones and zeros on silicon. But the next revolution won't be about ones and zeros. It will be about our ability to encode A's, G's, C's and T's, the building blocks of DNA. At Microsoft, I'm part of a dedicated team called Station B that's working to develop an integrated system that will allow us to program biology more effectively. And everywhere I look, I see cells operating as little computers. You could think of this as living software. We've been living this phenomenal digital and scientific revolution. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life. In every cell, there's this thing called messenger RNA, or mRNA for short, 
that transmits the critical information from the DNA, our genes, to the protein, which is really the stuff we're all made out of. And so we think of it like an operating system. If you think about what it is we're trying to do, we've taken information and our understanding of that information and how that information is transmitted in a cell. And we've taken our understanding of medicine and how to make drugs, and we're fusing the two. We think of it as information therapy. Wow. Uh, what did I just hear, uh, Joe Allen, explain that to me? A simpleton? Uh, yeah, the uh, opening was, of course, uh, Google's DeepMind and their project AlphaFold. Uh, you could already see that sort of biodigital convergence in their words, the idea that machines are in some way living organisms and that living organisms are actually just machines. Uh, the second was uh, one of the, the leaders at uh, Station B at Microsoft talking about her conception of living things as living software. And then finally, and maybe most uh, disturbingly because of their role in American society, you had Moderna's chief medical officer. Uh, his name is Tal Zaks. And he's talking about the company's philosophy that creating these mRNA vaccines is hacking the software of life. They're reaching down and changing the so-called computer code of the genetic structure and using that to rapidly crank out mRNA vaccines, first in response to coronavirus because of the emergency authorization. But as I said earlier, they're working on 15 different mRNA-based vaccines that should be rolling out in the next three years, and possibly, if history is any guide, with mandates to follow. Okay. Um, by the way, Google, Microsoft, and Big Pharma. What could go wrong? <laughs> I'm serious. Think about that for a second. This is what we're fighting. Google, Microsoft, and Big Pharma. What could go wrong? Unbelievable. Uh, by the way, breaking news. Uh, China's announced they're doing military exercises near Taiwan as Pelosi's potential visit looms. They're getting full naval exercises. I'll be up on Getter all day going through that in tonight. I will be posting all day, so make sure you go to my Getter account. Uh, also, the Singularity Weekly. Joe, take a minute. What is that? People can sign up for free. I want to make sure everybody in the War Room Posse gets it. What's the Singularity Weekly? Why should people sign up for it and why should they read it? Yes, yeah, Steve. Singularity Weekly. I've been working on that for about a year and a half. It's just really my own uh, kind of personal voice on all of this. It's on Substack. The easiest way to get there is just to, to type in joebot.xyz. It should take you right there. Or you can search Substack for Singularity Weekly. Or you can just go to warroom.org, look at the transhumanism tab, and you can always find links there. Uh, you know, I've published many, many places about this, uh, Chronicles, The Federalist, American Thinker, American Spectator. Uh, I've been turning more to the Substack mainly because I want to get it out as fast as possible, but also it allows for a lot more freedom, although I will be publishing a lot in those publications in the near future. Yeah. Um Real quickly, uh, how shocked have you been on the acceleration at an accelerating rate of developments in this area, sir? Well, you know, in AI, it's just been an onslaught in the last week. Uh, you, you see all of these signs of serious advancement. And as I always try to, to point out, there's a lot of hype and you have to always disentangle that. 
But when Google's DeepMind is talking about uh, uploading a database of every protein on the planet, there may be a few mistakes, but they are not just fudging, right? Their system has been powerful enough to categorize and model all of these proteins in ways that human beings have not been able to. And this is this goes across the board to physics, to mathematics and so on. This is huge. So look past the hype, but do not underestimate the power of these technologies. Yeah. No, it's, it's a, a, real quickly, how do people get to you on Getter? Uh, you can find uh, my latest article at the top of my Getter and Twitter at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z. Thank you very much, Steve. Okay, I'm a, I'll be up nonstop at uh, Steve Bannon on Getter all weekend. Make sure you go there. We'll be back here on Monday. It's 100 days plus a wake up in massive primaries on Tuesday. All of it, all weekend, all the other developments in the South China Sea, Taiwan, all of it. Ben Harnwell is going to be next up on his getter count about the Pope. Is the Pope going to retire? Maybe not. Check it out with Ben Harnwell. I want to thank all of our distribution partners. We'll see you back here in the war room, 10 a.m. on Monday. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. 
Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.